welcome back to the much anticipated episode of Booklings. So it has been 17 years since our previous episode. Uh, my we, sister I, now has I se- have... four kids and a mortgage. Yeah. And they're going to college. <laughs> uh, we're still doing a podcast. So you can't afford a college for your kids. Anyways. <laughs> so uh, my name is Gian. I am the best bookling. And this is my sister. My name is Nikki. And I am the best and brightest. Yeah. And um, this week, we have a very interesting book. It is the famous... It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. So the new book, it starts with us. By the way, I'm not even joking. We predicted that title. So the sequel to It Ends With Us recently um, came out, or it's about to come out. I'm not sure. It depends where you are, actually. And uh, I think we're we're probably going to do a review of that once we get a hand, uh, once we get our hands on a copy. But we figured we might as well review the first book first. And I have to say, this is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, this touched me deeply. And like, honestly, it felt like I was reading for, uh, I don't know, just like a, a few minutes because it, it just flew right off the page for me, the words like poetry. No one gets sarcasm by a podcast. When will you learn this? Okay, so... That was just to test our listeners. Um, anyone who agreed with whatever I just said, you can leave the call. You can leave the audio recording. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. You can stay because I will defend this book. You can. <laughs> you barely. I bet right you one. barely remember it. I bet you remember a different book. I bet you remember To Kill a Mockingbird or something. <laughs> How like, dare there's you. no way. There's I no way. I remember we're actually... that movie vividly. <laughs> There's yeah, that's a story for another time. But anyways, uh, for those of you who don't know it, it ends with us is a story about a young woman, Lily Bloom, who at age twenty three, um, decides to open up her own flower shop, um, and I basically it's about that's her that's, name. That's her name. Her name is actually shop. yeah. Her name is actually Lily, uh, Lily Blossom, Bloom. No, no, no. It's Lily Rose Blossom Bloom, I think. It's it it gets worse. It just gets worse. It, uh, it's Dahlia, actually. <laughs> God damn. But uh and then she meets she meets the neurosurgeon in his uh residency, uh Ryle Kincaid. Yes, that is that is a name that someone thought, hey, this is this is a real name, and I'm gonna put it in a book and it's not a fantasy book and people will accept it. It's a real name. So I'm going to repeat it again. Ryle Kincaid. Now for the people named Ryle listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry. You're unfor- you're, your life is unfortunate. <laughs> I just want for us to go through one episode where we don't insult the listeners. There's just every episode where we do this. Every Ryle in history is going to be mad. And I'm willing to take the heat for that. Uh, no, 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 to be honest, don't you dare insult Ryle. The name Atlas. I oh, yes. That... So when she was younger. Uh, oh, so it, this is interesting to note. So the book takes place over two time periods, basically. Um, 
Uh, one is present day where she is 23 and then one is when she's a teenager and these takes place like this is written in the form of diary entries or like letters to Ellen DeGeneres you see for for everyone for everyone listening for everyone listening who is aware of the controversy around Ellen DeGeneres uh this book was written before the controversy so the main character is a huge fan of Ellen DeGeneres and instead of writing a normal dear diary thing because ew, she writes each entry like a letter to Ellen DeGeneres and um and wow her, her obsession with finding Nemo oh god yeah and she keeps making references to Dory and then so and during the time when she was a teenager uh it discusses how her father was abusive towards her mother and then and how she meets a homeless boy named Atlas and how well eventually her abusive father discovers this and he basically beats the kid half to death and then yeah so now he now it's worth noting like this is already maybe the Ellen thing maybe that's not so egregiously bad but what makes it worse is these entire chapters are italicized italicized it drove like, me crazy they just put the date at the top of the chapter. Just just say, or like, because she starts each Look, one like Dear Ellen or something anyway. Yeah, I so we get, know it's I, a diary entry. Like, yeah, I we get know. something that when it, you italicize things in the book, when you kind of do that. But that's only like if it's a paragraph, okay, not an most. entire chapter. Cha- and she does freaking... it over several chapters. Yeah, so... That really bothered me. That's probably yeah. one of the things that bothered me. And a lot of the times, it kind of dissuaded me from reading the entire thing. Because, yeah. because it was just annoying to see. Like, look, I get it. It's the past. And plus, the back and forth. It was so jarring. Like, I know yeah. that she was trying to connect the past to present. But it just doesn't work that way. It, like, it didn't... It wasn't... It didn't flow. It's kind of like those yeah. movies where they go back to present, future, or current, and then it it's not implied. Like you're supposed to just be able to tell by their makeup. Like, yeah. no, that's not how it's gonna like, work. You know, there's something that I've noticed in a lot of books though, where um they do these flashback sequences to show, oh, so that's how these characters turned out the way they are. Um I like to do this test with a lot of books. Uh, I didn't do it with It Ends With Us. Um, and I wish I did. But I like to read any book with a huge chunk of flashbacks. I try to read the entire book without reading those flashbacks. Nice. And then see how I liked it. And then I go back and then I read those flashbacks. And see what it added to it. Or if it added to it at all. And I am positive if I did that test with this book. So I re- reread it, um, like I quickly skimmed the entire book, but ignored all of the flashback sequences. And I realized I did not miss a single thing because she explains everything in the present day anyway. Perhaps yeah. the only thing is like the initial description of Atlas uh, is interesting to know yeah. um, or the description of her dad because her dad is dead in present day. Maybe that stuff is essential, but everything else she re-explains anyways. And I mean, actually, even Atlas's appearance, she re-explains it because in the present day, he looks different. So she makes comparisons to how he looked in the past. So it, so even that is not necessary. 
Um, yeah. So, so uh, wait. By the way, I read this book twice. Only like I reread it when we were supposed to do it. You know, five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like we've been talking about doing the review for so long. So I reread it at the time, and I did the same where I skipped the flashbacks because I just. I mean, it was really redundant for me. Like, I get what she's trying to do, like, to kind of portray Lily's, you know, growth. But there was none. Like, yeah, I know what she was trying to do, but it just failed in that, in that sense because it took the reader out of the emotional turmoil that you were going through at the present day. And then you just went back to her childhood. Childhood. So it for me it was just like wait you already got me so emotional, stop doing this. Yeah. And I know Gian would like would disagree that, you know he didn't get emotional at all. Like he doesn't understand what I like what I would feel. Aside from anger from reading this anger book. yes anger I I had a lot of anger so that's that is an emotion <laughs> I think it's an underrated emotion actually. Um, but yeah this is just not a good book so the book deals with the well with abuse and actually there's a really great author's note at the end where she discusses how her life her own life has been shaped by abuse and how um she saw it from a young age with her parents and how it affected her image of her mom and her dad so i thought to i i think to be honest if she just wrote like an auto biography of her childhood it would have been a way better book but whatever she wrote here it is not it um so basically ryle uh turns out to be abusive and everyone is shocked and the main character is so shocked and the only person who wasn't shocked i think was me and the abusive boyfriend slash husband i guess uh, no boy just boyfriend like the abusive boyfriend's sister who even from the beginning seemed hesitant about her new best friend dating her abusive brother. Okay, so so let let me let me explain how the guy was introduced. Ryle Kincaid. Uh, well, I swear to God, if that isn't the name of a wife beater, I don't know what is. Um, so <laughs> in the very first chapter, he's actually introduced in the very first chapter when the main character is on the roof and she just wants a piece of um solitude you know because she just delivered the worst the worst um eulogy for her deceased I dad i feel like we're describing the entire book though no Whatever no no, no. i'm, I'm just going to describe this is the I'm, problem i'm going to pinpoint exactly exactly when i realized that this guy was abusive so then the guy comes out uh, onto the rooftop he doesn't notice her at first and there's some patio furniture like a chair and then he proceeds to like do his best to destroy the chair and that's when i knew that he was abusive like like normal human beings do not just randomly go out and destroy furniture that doesn't belong to them i feel no, like I'm... are we not are, are we ignoring that fact like it's just it's just a lot there and then you're just like destroying it that's weird no, that is not but normal the problem is i have a boss I've had bosses who do that. So to me, maybe that's why it didn't strike. Yeah. And those oh, people are abusive. Those people are abusive. 
Okay, so that's no, but I think strike no, one. but also like that's the difference is it's not like he was just you know pummeling the wall from frustration. He was destroying the furniture, throwing it like really it. violently, and yeah. it, he was like in a rage. And that's the thing. Like I, I wasn't surprised either that he was a wife beater. No. I mean, the whole concept of the story, how it was introduced, it was obvious that it was leading to her going to an abusive relationship. But I just, what I really liked about the book is that you're in this perspective where you you finally empathize how, no. you know, children of abusers or um, like, you know, victims of abuse, why they go into this cycle. You understand it. Be- I mean, as much as you want to criticize it, because you're different. Like, for you, you see a lot of red flags and whatever. You're like, okay, I'm out. This was so obvious. But the thing is, you're also toxic. Like, you've been in toxic relationships, so you actually are not valid. Like, you are being hypocritical. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, book... though. Like, I feel like there's a difference between having like a possessive or or controlling partner and having a partner who hits emotional you. I feel like there's a little bit of a difference. Same concept as no, but like I feel like one is easier to identify than the other. Right? <laughs> Can we agree on that? So for me, when I see a guy no, just but destroy furniture, not... I'm like, okay, that's, but that's not, not a good the sign. issue though. That's not the issue. Like if you read the book Jian, like for real, like I try to understand it from the from her perspective. I think that's what that's the difference. Cause maybe you're a guy, so you're automatically like, why would you go into this? But her her perspective is just like she wants to fix him, and it's that just is, because oh, she was, oh that is that is oh no that is the no, worst because that's that's what I'm saying. But there are people like that. And it's also because of their history. Like, they don't notice, like, she kind of put her value into her being stronger, forgiving. Like, in a way, it was her trying to... It was, like, in a sick way, like, her using Ryle as, like, the father figure she could never forgive. And that's what she was in, like, in her mind. And... Of course, I don't relate to this. Like, I cannot. But that's what I loved about Colleen Hoover. Like, you kind of, you you got to empathize with someone like that. Because a part of me before reading this book was like you. Which is strange because you didn't come out of it learning anything. <laughs> it's just anger. No, because... No, because no but see, wait. This what, I mean. Whatever you're describing, that's a completely different book. Because I don't empathize with someone. Because from the very beginning, she was already she basically threw herself into an abusive situation now what i'm talking about is if you want to do what you just described which is a way better book by the way like i would love to read that book whatever that book is called but <laughs> what, what it, it is not because she, okay do you want to know when the abuse happens let, let let me let me check my notes it happens in chapter 14 okay now keep Was in mind soon yeah, keep in mind a lot of the chapters a lot of the chapters are flashbacks right so in reality the real life Was chapters is like eight chapters 14 already no 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 chapter 14 mm-hmm. chapter 14 oh chapter 14 as you said page four. okay then that makes sense yeah yeah 
yeah, out, yeah. out, of, out of 35 one. out of 35 chapters by the way so that's the first time that something happens okay you know how long they had been dating at that point a week or something i don't know a month like not not even two months not even two months okay they no not even i think not even a month yeah she had only she had only uh like um slept with him very recently at that point so mm. the the thing you're describing is no something it where... says three months how odd to have a boyfriend for over three months oh was it three months okay wow three months but the thing what you're describing is i i imagined like you see oh you fall in love with the guy and that's what makes you empathize with with her but like from the very beginning what makes you want to fix someone when he has no redeeming qualities because he actually doesn't from the very beginning the first time that they that like his main move to her was when he knocked on 29 apartments to look for hers so he can beg her to have sex with him just so and he said like i promise after we have sex i'll forget about you like we was done like that how is that charming like how much what self like in what universe where self-respect exists is that charming like but that, that's that the charming. thing she didn't have any self-respect no it, sure her like she does she have self-respect because she agreed she said let me just take no, a shower that's so we what can I'm have saying. sex that's what i'm saying she didn't have any self-respect no i, I don't I, think you read the same book like that's no the you, point you of it. no no but she, like how are you gonna empathize with someone that like from the very beginning she's just not a relatable character at all because this is not re- re- real I, like there's no way a human being would be like relatable no but i, I can't empathize with, no, a, with an are, unrelatable character there are people who are like that the thing is i've met people like that and I've never been able to empathize until I read this book because I always think like, how could someone be this insecure or like think their self-worth is so beneath them that they would just sleep with someone like that? That's the thing. And I don't... now I understand. You you don't know anyone who's like that? Or no, you, I, you... no I, I do know people like that and I don't like them. I don't want to read their stories. No one's saying you have to like. <laughs> yeah, but like, I feel like if you're going to read a book and enjoy it, you should probably like one character in the entire book. No, I'm not saying that the characters were likable. Um, I mean, except Atlas. I think I liked Atlas. And that's only because we didn't really know much of him. <laughs> yeah. His character. Um, so maybe that would change and it starts with us. But I just really love the the how, you know, the perspective. Cause again, it's the first type of book that I read like this where it's about abuse. So that's probably why I found it um, beautiful in that sense because you could really feel... Like you said, I mean, it must have been better if it was in an autobiography, but you could really feel what she went through, like the author, through this, you know, this story. It was her, like, kind of sharing her experience or whatever. Like the, Actually, like, no. Um... <laughs> You're so like, awful. No, 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 I, like, no, 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 I'm being serious. Like, I actually, I felt it during the flashbacks. Yes. the During the flashbacks. But... You, you know, that's the thing that felt disingenuous, actually. 
because when the for the when it reached the part for like present day and it's the main character going through her abuse it didn't feel real it felt contrived to me whereas in the flashbacks it felt so real because i think the author was referring to her own memories and experiences witnessing her mother um being abused like yeah, that's no i'm like, not talking about like her personal like uh no but like you, you read... yeah but like most of the book is about present day lily and that's and so if present day lily if the entire thing just no feels but it fake, doesn't matter like, which side you're talking about like whether it's a flashback or the present day you still got that perspective of how it is for someone in an abusive situation yeah but like, like what I'm even saying if is... you didn't like it or you didn't connect like you found it disconnected or disingenuous because it was just stupid how lily was acting in present day but it's at the end of the day, the author was able to, you know, portray a, a perspective of someone being in an abusive relationship and not understanding, like, that they can actually make it end. Like, they went into that relationship voluntarily and then they just continued to let it happen. Because that's not something that you really read in, in most books unless you want to read those dark things and this was just interesting because it was told as a rom romance so that's why I was like oh this is really cool what they did because you didn't expect that um like she was trying to show how Lily fell in love with this guy who was clearly an abuser and trying to justify this this whole love story in her mind. And then you having to accept that it's not the love story. Like, yeah, it's well, really not a love story. Well, so to go back to it, like, if only, if only the flashbacks felt real, and there's only 25% of the book, then that means 75% of the book was just the worst thing ever. Um, so that's that's why I didn't enjoy it. But another part is no. But I'm saying no, that's no, no, how another, you felt. No, but so. another part is like another part is. I agree that like introducing it as a romance was a really good concept. So I, I I that's why I read it because I was like, okay, that's something new. However, she doesn't give us a chance to fall in love with Ralph and Kate. That's my point because it does a time skip. Like it goes from from the first time that they got together to, as you said, three months later, and then abuse. So when am I supposed to actually think like this guy, he can be fixed? It kept telling me, not showing me, like kept telling me this is the perfect human being ever. With one slight flaw, he beats people, he beats women. That's, a, oh, what a slight flaw. I mean, well, you know, but like, I don't, where I never saw the perfection. I the, the you know the most perfect thing about him, his brother-in-law is filthy rich. That is I you know what? That is perfect. Thank you. Like Yeah, that's him. what's funny about it, because it focused on the side characters, like her relationship with the you know, best friend, you know, the sister, yeah. and then the brother-in-law, how they had such a good relationship. Yeah. But I think it's because everything was superficial. Like she it was I mean, superficial in that sense with Ryle, because 
she wanted to get abused. So that's, I admit to that, like, that was a problem. And then at the same time, maybe she just didn't want you to fall in love with him too much. No. Or she just, or she probably thought it was sufficient enough that you saw him as this perfect surgeon, this perfect life, blah, blah, blah. But but that's the thing. I felt like it was disrespectful to, like, actual victims of abuse because it kind of, for for me, like, let's say this is the first book with uh, domestic abuse I've ever read. It wasn't, like, but let's say it was. I, I don't know. I would have left feeling like, okay, so that's all it takes. Like a uh, three month time skip and and his guy and everyone telling you that this guy's perfect. Like, then that means we can fix this tiny, ooh, small small terrible fall you know how long it takes for in the book for her to forgive him after she after she gets hit for the first time within the same moment yeah six pages it's six pages that's how no, fast but it's she also him. no it's not just six pages it's within the moment yeah like it wasn't like a day after or something it wasn't it's six pages because she assumed it was an accident like in her brain like she was like Oh, he was just upset. And it's his it's his surgeon hand. I mean, for me, I can't that's why I keep saying empathize. I can't sympathize too much because like girl, it's three months. You can break up with him. Like, and it's so obvious that, you know, she was willing to go with the friends with benefits phase first, or not even friends with benefits, just like have random sex. So she could have easily like cut it off. But mm-hmm. she just wanted to make it work. I think, um, yeah, that's a difference because you can't, but we're not talking about sympathizing or even like, I guess for you, you can't even empathize. But I kind of get it because I've also read like after this, I've read other books that, has abuse um in it and not necessarily that it was a romance but it was part of the because i read crime novels so it's part of the storyline and you know you see the victims of abuse and everything over there and it actually happens where it's like the beginning of the relationship they're abused and they're okay with it they they accept it so this wasn't the first time and a lot of the i've also read like another book where it was a doctor again who was abusive. So a part of me is like, okay, stay away from doctors. That's the moral lesson here. Yeah. I I mean, but... like, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I'm just saying if she, like if she, if she cut two flashback chapters, if she cut two flashback like moments, she could have fit in at least and two chapters on... about yeah. how perfect Ryle is. Because the thing is, I, you know, the thing is, I felt like the part where he hits her for the first time, that was supposed to be a rug pull moment that sh- that should have felt like, oh my god, I, I, I was supposed to gasp. I, I, I felt like there was a pause in the scene for me to gasp. I, I didn't gasp because I was just like, well, yeah, that's, and how cliche that he did it when they were uh, in the middle of cooking and the dish got messed up. Like, like what? What? Come on! Like, uh, it's just, uh, I it, swear it, though that 
the the show that I was talking about read that book and was inspired because there was an episode where she um she wasn't cooking or anything they were like dancing in the backyard and then the the glass um fell like while he turned her and it was like a crystal whatever they were celebrating and then the guy was literally like um like mistakes happen you know as my mom says blah 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 like it was something random and then he like goes near her and then he's like but you keep making mistakes and then knocks her out and i was like holy shit okay well to be fair to ryle he wasn't to be fair to ryle yeah he didn't know (laughs) it wasn't that like menacing that sounds but this one this one was really serial killer and i was like this actor is so good because he really portrayed it where you're like like you keep flinching every time he smiles at you you're like oh my god he's gonna hit her yeah yeah. um and then anyway oh and another point is is, sir it's a great book no okay so here's this part is a spoiler by the way so um so for people who still actually want to read this book after listening to all this um and you don't want to be spoiled maybe maybe you can skip Uh, i'll put it i'll put the uh timestamps in description but um near the end of the book after she's been abused multiple times by the way uh and stayed with him throughout the entire thing um uh he her hit the guy's sister uh, and her best friend convinces her to talk to him uh, to give him a chance to for him to explain why he's uh, you know a monster and then he explains that um, when he was a kid he accidentally killed his uh, sibling because he was playing with a gun um, and for me I was just, that was the worst scene in the book I think I think I like if there was one I I know I I've been talking about the flashback scenes this entire time as if they're the worst thing ever but like that was probably the worst thing in the entire book and that really left a sour taste in my mouth because although he says like this I know this doesn't explain well like this doesn't excuse my behavior but there was that implication that like but see I'm not completely terrible like I have a reason to be messed up and it's like but the truth is a lot of abusers don't have a reason like that and i just feel like it was apologize like it was a last ditch effort to just like make the reader think but he isn't that bad because at the end of the book she has a child with him and they're on good terms and you can't have them on good terms if he's so terrible right but now we have that boom like oh he killed his sibling when he was a kid he's traumatized he's messed up blah blah so it's all it's all good it's all good it's perfect he's perfect he's still perfect like he yeah sure like he should just date someone who likes bdsm right and i thought it was me that you can sympathize more with you than this (laughs) like this drives you on crazy because with you he is so terrible and they do not apologize for it like it is he's just like inexcusably bad like he is a murderer he's a serial killer he's a monster but this one no, is like they still he... tried to put redeeming traits remember like they tried to justify he was abused by that man like and he yeah yeah was, well they showed that he, um 
well, they showed that he abused that man, and then he killed a woman the next episode. No, so it's and then like... he, no, and then he balances it out by helping the kid. You know, like he always helps someone on each season, and I'm like, <laughs> seriously, dude, that I... does not even up the scales. Yeah, for me, like I, I, I don't really see that as like them trying to excuse his behavior the way this felt like. Like for me, it was just like really like do we need this does it add, add anything like i think it would be no, so much better true. if, if I, the character was just abusive like he he was just like what you know there's just something terrible about this no guy. i i think i think the um it might be because it was the author in a way romanticizing um abuse like, yeah, I think to some extent she made that miss. Like she was thinking, like it's not black and white. Like that yeah. was what she was trying to portray, and which I think she doesn't even realize sends the wrong message because it's kind of like, well, you have to forgive your abusers at some point, which is mm-hmm. not always the case. An abuser will not change; they'll continue to abuse you. You know, some mm-hmm. a lot of these domestic abuse cases they are murdered in the end because they keep yeah. forgiving mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely the wrong message to send um but i really yeah. thought this book was interesting in that sense because it was a fresh take of making it into a romance somehow but i'm not saying it's a great like you know she executed it well like let's be honest like this was the first colleen hoover book i read and it suited the timing like I was just like oh this is so interesting because you never think about how before an abuse began there's a woman in there who's trying to love that abuser yeah you know like you don't see like even as she's being abused she's finding ways to excuse everything and it's just him trying to protect me it's him because you know he has so much pressure at work like he didn't mean it like whatever so i found that really you know captivating for a first type of book that i read this way because like i said i read crime novels a lot so you always see the perspective where oh this abuser is gonna get caught like killed blah 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 like like that's like the concept but this Mm -hmm. one it was showing this romance with them like obviously it wasn't yeah the time skips were just jarring and like i said because of the flashbacks you're like wait what happened now like you forgave him already and then what and then yeah yeah, it was just so stupid like but i totally get the sister though because she was in a tough place no actually the the sister was the best that's her brother yeah Yeah. she was the best character but she still tried to warn her in the beginning yeah she tried, like, yes, she tried to good. warn her. And then in the end, she's like, but that's my brother. He'll go crazy if she loses yeah. her. So kind of that whole... I mean, I mean and, even oh, then, the she told her, found... you can still leave him. You should still leave him. This, but at yeah. least listen to the explanation. And I was like, yes, that's, that's, a, that's realistic. This... That's actually too nice of her. No, but the thing that was stupid um, in all of this is how quick she was like you know how the engagement happened do you remember mm-hmm. yeah. like it was like it actually came from her yeah. and i was just like huh where did that come from <laughs> like, yeah 
what? I I really couldn't figure out the timeline at that point anymore because I was like, how long has it been? And yeah, then... I, I think a lot of this book can be yeah. fixed. A lot of the problems can be fixed with Colleen Hoover just, you know, churning out 10 more chapters. Like, I think she's just very impatient. You know, you know some of my favorite parts in the book I just wanted to point out was the parts with her mother especially near the ending oh, where yeah, she yeah, yeah. talks with her mother about the abuse that her mother experienced and I think it, like I said earlier it's because that's actually close to the truth of what the author has experienced herself yeah. and like I think that's really cool like those parts are really good and it's just this fan- fantasy scenario that she made up about Ryle and Atlas like that stuff just be- felt uh, you know like it felt like the worst cw show i've ever seen like it felt it was like at some point i felt like it was riverdale like some of the character decisions there. <laughs> that's true it felt like riverdale and then the scenes where with her mother where she's talking where she had that good conversation with her near the end that felt more like oh this is an hbo prestige drama this is this is a this is deep. This goes to the heart of abuse. Um, but yeah, I feel like she just didn't commit to the concept. She didn't commit to the romance turning into abuse aspect. She didn't commit to um, like Ryle just being a bad guy. Like I, there's a scene early on in the book. Um, hold on. I have my notes here. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, there. So there's a scene in the first chapter. There's page twenty four, where Ryle says, "There is no such thing as bad people. We're all just people who sometimes do bad things." Now, I know he's a doctor, so he's not supposed to be good with words. But wow, like, can, like, <laughs> are we, Jesus Christ, talk about ninth grade? fucking literature class shit right here right um but uh so let's ignore that part but i i to a certain extent i agree but then like just don't cop out colleen like just commit like this is a bad guy like just just like you know sometimes there's no reason for abuse sometimes sometimes it's a it's a they're a product of their time um uh, sometimes like sometimes they're just born wrong sometimes it's a pro they're a product of their in- environment you know there are a lot of different things but like just coming up with the like oh he got the gun and then shot his brother i was just like really like uh like that's so random like is this gonna turn into uh gun control psa right now like i thought we were on the domestic abuse thing but now we're on a gun control psa thing okay well i guess we can combine both um it's just good and all but it just felt so out of left field um and uh but yeah that that's that's my main thoughts about this book uh if i were to rate it out of 10 i would give it a solid very solid four out of 10 um and as the last thing i'll say before i let you before i let you defend it um i have like this super super petty note here super like extremely petty even for me i was just like really you care this much but 
I have to point it out. On page 20, she's talking with Ryle, right? And she says, but I have a master's degree in business. Now, I have been alive for 24 years. I've never heard anyone say master's degree in business. People who have a master's degree in business will say, I have an MBA. Like, I have actually never heard anyone call it, like, master's degree in business. It's MBA. Like, that's li- like everyone with an MBA cannot wait to tell you that they have an MBA, first of all. I, I, I literally don't know a single human being who's ever come to me. Yeah, I'm studying for a master's in business. Like, no, I am studying for my MBA. Because they think, like, by saying it like that, it sounds like the NBA, so it seems way cooler than it actually is. Um, but but yeah, so that's just a minor, like, that's the pettiest thing I can come up with. But yes, four oh, out of ten. That was the pettiest thing after all your, your tirade. Pettiest thing, yes. Like, that was the pettiest thing. That was it, yeah. No, but like I said, I'm defending it in the sense that you get a different perspective, and it was just for me because i haven't read many books like this where you, you romanticize abuse that's basically what it was like that it showed her perspective as the victim because you never see that where wait how did she get to this point you always every book i've read again it leads to either death and it's an investigation or it's them trying to get rid of the abuser. And it's like, you know, <laughs> gone girl moment, except the girl's the abuser. <laughs> oh, but, gone girl. That's a great reference. Wow. <laughs> but again, it was fresh. I haven't read one like this. So that's why I'm defending it because it, the entire time, he was just like, what? is why did she do this to herself because there were so many signs like it was just crazy how quickly it happened but when you do read about abuse like those in abusive relationships a lot of this a lot of them are like this where it's a whirlwind type of romance that's why whirlwinds are like really scary because whether it's emotional or physical abuse, it's always those quick things where you'll see those that get, you know, married right away or they get, they live together immediately. And then later to find Mm -hmm. out, oh, they were abusing her Mm -hmm. or like, you know, vice versa. And you have a lot of experience with whirlwind romances (laughs) as well. I actually don't. So I can attest to it. Like not being abusive. (laughs) I can, because like you once, got married immediately so for yeah, once you, you, I you cannot... got married immediately after you met your now husband like what was it a couple of days and 10 years after the day you met that's that's pretty exactly soon, it? actually it was 12 years after we met <laughs> 10 years <laughs> of our relationship but 12 years after we met so that's what i'm saying like it really does happen like those i think that's why she did those time skips because she like you said she wasn't patient at the same time but she also thought like um this is how it happens it's like those quick simple moments where you're suddenly like it's the mundane where everything's so perfect and then it time skips and like someday he blows up 
over mm-hmm. nothing. And a lot of the time it really is like that because I have, um, so I haven't read books, any books recently about abuse, but I have read um, articles of real life stories. There was this one man, he was trapped during the pandemic because um, he, again, whirlwind romance type of thing. He, he started living with her um, right away, like after a month that they met because the pandemic was about to you know go crazy so they decided to live together and then it took him a year of him almost dying before he tried to get out and that was like it depended on her mood so they were perfect one day and then another day she would throw boiling water at him or like put up put off her cigarette on him like he had so many scars and it was just insane how he put up with it. But it was like that, where it was like a time skip. He was like, I can't even remember the first moment it happened. It was pretty soon, yeah. blah, blah. But, you know, it's like a lot of manipulation. So that's why I understand now reading this book, like the perspective. Of course, you know, a lot of it is fiction and a lot of this doesn't seem realistic. Um, There's... Like, the engagement thing was so unrealistic to me, like, how it jumped to that. Yeah. And um, and then they blow past the engagement and marriage. It's like, it skips again, like, oh, it was six weeks, we're so happily married, blah, blah, blah. And then another abusive situation happens. So I get that. That is the one that's jarring for the author to do because... It doesn't give you room to breathe. Like you, it just keeps saying, "Oh, he, we have the perfect marriage now, or we have the perfect relationship," but it doesn't show it. It's just her saying it all the time. Hmm. It's a. I think it's what most authors like in the beginning they make the mistake of, where you know how um some authors kind of want to portray strong women characters, so what they do is they con- constantly mention how smart. Um, strong independent the woman is without showing it yeah so this is what happened with this book so I can I will agree with you on that but I will still say it was a really good um like I think her the author is really good at writing it's just that uh for this book it's not as perfect as everyone you know proclaims because you'll see the hype right like how people make it seem like they were so shocked about Ryle and whatever. So that I also don't agree. Like, it was very clear he was going to be an abuser. Like, that. Was, I mean, the beginning alone, like, the fact that she sets the premise of abuse and how she never understood her mother for being in one. Like, I was like, ah, okay. So she's going to get the lesson now. <laughs> like, it was so obvious. Like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. So so that that's what I agree with you, where you you don't understand how people were shocked that he was doing those things like i know that she the author like the first instance of physical abuse towards her it was supposed to be so shocking and yeah you wouldn't get that moment because you predict that he's an abuser but i Mm -hmm. think it would still have the moment of shock with how uh how instant it can happen 
like instantaneous it can happen like, yeah i mean a I lot of the times true. people think it's like it has to be a massive argument first you know like she had to yell at him back and then he just pummels her but then this side i think that's what was kind of realistic like it shows that an abuser will not wait for an opportunity like if you do something that they do not like they'll just start with the physical abuse immediately it's not like because a lot of people you know a lot of shows or movies tend to show like a build-up where they're like oh my god i didn't mean to slap you like we were just in an argument and whatever mm-hmm so this one, it was just like she was laughing in one moment, and then he, he gets violent. So yeah. that would be the shock factor, I think. That's why for most people it was shocking, but for you it won't be because you have read a lot and watched a lot of dark shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you, I've been you just I've been weren't going to follow. Like, I've been watching a lot of cop shows, and I love how cop shows depict domestic abuse and violence especially the cop shows that aren't um how do you say politically correct because a lot of like some cop shows like chicago pd they actually break the law a lot uh surprise surprise the police break the law <laughs> but um whenever they have like a white beater or something they always get they always beat the shit out of them and those moments are just yeah. like the most enjoyable moments ever. I'm just like, oh, like yeah, that that that's what should happen to Ryle. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that's probably um, what I. Oh, can I point out? Like, we never had a moment. We never had a moment where Ryle gets like what he deserves. Can we talk about that? Like, yes, he gets equal custody of his child when he should have no yes. custody as punishment. You know, and and like, she was, you know, she she was just so friendly with everything like look let's save our relationship we still love each other and love and i was like uh... I, I get it though i get it though from what the author was pertaining to lily is just a weak bitch <laughs> yeah. i don't think the author meant that like she, she was, was meant to be a very compassionate individual but it was consistent let's agree though that was a consistent flaw of her character because she was wishy-washy about that sort of thing. You know, she... I got it. Like, when that happened, I was like, I knew it. They were going to make him, you know, just forget about it. Like, they excused it because of his childhood trauma. Which, by the way, that kind of childhood trauma is kind of indicative of a serial killer. Yeah. It shouldn't have been meant to be a sympathizing moment. Like that's why he doesn't mean these things. I'm like Because he killed his brother. Isn't... Like what? Yeah, I was like, okay, he's be... going on with his life that he killed his brother. And I'm supposed to feel sorry. Like I was just like, huh? Oh, by the <laughs> way, by the way, uh I wanted to say this earlier, but I wanted to let you speak. Um earlier you mentioned like, you know, you don't like that a lot of abuse or a lot of that stuff starts in the beginning and you said like you haven't really read a lot of stuff like that and i just realized this entire time there's a genre of books a subgenre of books which have this exact concept it's called no but it's bu- not it's no, not no, no, under but it's, it's called bully romance and i realized <laughs> i've read so much bully romances that's like, why 
like it's actually crazy because so for me i'm just like i hate to say this but bully romances handled it better than it ends with us because <laughs> like in the very beginning like i i actually just read so before verity it's actually crazy the, the if you had asked me what did i read two weeks ago this would have been my answer um i read a book hold on <laughs> i read a book called uh no, 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 where is it uh the oh it's called cruel prince by a oh Jade. you told me about this and by the way it <laughs> it is so it's so bad like it's so bad and it has but, such high reviews but it's it's actually good like it's so bad but it's good because it Wait, embraces why? it no because it embraces how ridiculous everything is and how oh, okay. exaggerated it all is and it doesn't try to be deep at all like it it really is shows it like the young adult book it is because that's the impression adult. i was getting from like you know, with the amount of sex scenes i hope it's not a young adult oh it is <laughs> i didn't is. know that but from the reviews because i kind of read some of the spoilers i was like this is a juvenile shit no like, it's like this it's like a cw show i'm not even joking but um but here, here's something though like so he the concept of a bully romance is the guy bullies the girl by the way Hey, for anyone out there who knows of one, is there one where the girl bullies the guy? I would love to read that. That would be fantastic. Anyway, so the concept is like the hashtag guy. feminism. Oh, I'm being serious. That would be so interesting. Um, the guy bullies the girl, and they fall in love somewhere along the line. Like, like normally he bullies the girl because he's secretly in love with her. Yeah, it's I've essentially never read boys over flowers categories. Like, watch boys over flowers. That's literally it. That's that's what bully romance it's like um so some notable bully romance authors uh well the most notable is probably penelope douglas she wrote punk 57 she wrote bully and i've read those books i've actually read like if you look at the bully romance list on goodreads i've read the top 10 <laughs> i say that like i say that with a mixture of shame and, and brutal pride. honesty like i am i'm gonna be honest here i've read the top 10 and like there are some there are a lot of parallels with um what colleen hoover was trying to do like she just did it ser- in a serious way but my but then like, that's, damn, there's so that's much. There's, so there's wrong so then parallels. the bully i thought bully romance is just like trying to get the attention but not necessarily like this where it's physically abusive no 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 they that's the thing they don't abuse them physically but they do like they it's still abuse emotional putting abuse. down yeah emotional abuse. like like see like that's they, the thing i could never read yeah so like what no, they like i could do. never voluntarily read it because with colleen hoover i didn't know like I I didn't read the synopsis at all, so I was just like, oh, it's a new romance, and because it was, you know, Colleen Hoover's books are sold as airplane books, and airplane books tend to be oh light beach reads, you know, something mm. you just so it's like a light romance. I just thought it would have like a lot of drama, but I didn't think it was this. Like when I started the beginning, you know, the first chapter, I already knew. Oh wait, it's about abuse. So it's like. So it's not romance. And so that's why I went into it 
with zero expectations, zero knowledge of what it was about. But if, but for bully romance, because it's always categorized as bully, like you know from the title, <laughs> you like we said, like bully, like a lot of the titles are very close to what it's called. I wouldn't read it. So if, like for Colleen Hoover, this type of book, if I knew what it was, I don't think I would have picked it up. I just read it oh. because I like the cover. Because I'm so shallow, remember? Yeah. So a lot of the times I do my do that to myself where I'm just going to read based on cover. Not going to read any of the synopsis. Not going to look on Goodreads or at the back of the book. I mean... I just want to try it. Look, look at the covers of the books I'm reading right now. Okay, well, ignore this one. This is a book that my girlfriend is reading. But uh, so I just went through It Ends With Us. And I'm also looking through... Good Girls Guide to Murder. I thought By you the way, read that. I downloaded that as well. Uh, no, no, no. I started reading it before, but then I got distracted with a new um book from one of my favorite authors. But now I'm picking it up again, and it is really so well written. I really want to. I'm curious about the pandemic surveillance. Yeah, I read this for um paper. Yeah, and uh, these are also for. Yeah, grad school. Not a master's in business, by the way. Not, 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 not anything like that. Not an MBA. Yeah, and uh, I'm also gonna read through this. But oh, you can see here, forty-four percent for Verity. Hey, it's um, a podcast. You should say out loud the titles of what yeah, you're trying. To I'm reading Ver. I'm showing Verity Colleen Hoover by Colleen Hoover, and uh, yeah, it's pretty damn good so far. Um. I mean, I wish we could show um through a podcast like the covers, the book covers. Look at mine; it looks so beautiful right now. My iPad. So, oh, remember the one really you nice. you recommended, the inheritance yeah. that you sent me. I was like, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna put that. We're gonna read the inheritance games soon because the cover. Um. So, oh, you also you're beautiful. you also downloaded the Sword of Kaigen. I also have that one. Yeah. Yeah, and then this one I want to read the Poppy War. I don't I've know told why you about it's doing that. that. Where it's not showing in the book cover. Yeah, I know you, you about... told me. Uh, yeah, you told me about that, but it, how it's so dark and tragic. It gets dark and tragic in the Dragon Republic. I think the first book is still pretty okay, but in the in the sequel, Books the Dragon Republic. It's a trilogy. I thought it was just. If you don't okay, so if you want to read the author. Um, but not the trilogy. Then read her latest book, Babel, which like, I, oh, I mean, I we were together. I downloaded it because of you. Yeah. Yeah, like it's we there, were together. Babel. We were traveling through Europe and we were busy the entire time. But I found a way to finish that in less than two days, even though it's like eight hundred pages on the iPad. But it, I was obsessed. It's what just do you mean so. You found a way. Good. A lot of the times where we're trying to talk to you to. We have to go somewhere and you're just reading like a lazy brat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But, I, well, you know what? That's a podcast for another You time. know what? This is for another podcast. Yeah. So Colleen Hoover is amazing. I, I mean, obviously. <laughs> like you can agree. <sighs> it tends to I think... this is the best. But you know what was funny? That when we were discussing this, we were preparing. He said, "How? Oh, let's okay, let's talk 
let's do the podcast finally next week and whatever and then I was like oh you know the new book came out and then both of us said like it's called it starts with us and we said it at the same time yeah and I googled it because I didn't know either what it was I just heard that it was coming out and then I saw I was like oh my god it's actually the title (laughs) it makes me lose faith in life she had so many years to think about the sequel like so I don't know if it's actually a sequel or a prequel which would really be annoying I think it's supposed to be Atlas's perspective can I can I I, uh, look it up right now hold on yeah just look it up but to be fair to Colleen Hoover her covers are just spot on like it's so beautiful especially when you see the hard copies at you know bookstores you will really be you know tempted to pick it up and purchase so see oh no it's just just actual sequel Lily and her ex-husband Ryle have just settled into a civil co-parenting okay, rhythm. So it's an actual sequel. She no, suddenly look, bumps into her first love, Atlas, again. After nearly two years separated, she is late, elated that for once, time is on their side. And she immediately says yes when Atlas asks her on a date. But her excitement is quickly hampered by the knowledge that, though they are no longer married, Ryle is still very much a part of her life and Atlas Corrigan is the one man he will hate being in his ex-wife and daughter's life. Switching between the perspectives of Lily and Atlas, It Starts With Us picks up right where the epilogue for the gripping, pulse-pounding, best-selling phenomenon It Ends With Us left off, revealing more about Atlas's past See, and following flashbacks. Lily as she embraces a second chance. Um, This seems unnecessary. Like, Yeah. This seems, this is a cash grab. Like, but isn't she rich enough? I mean, like all of her other books have, are no. Best I sellers. think it's because people were the fans were really wanting for another but book that, with but Atlas, that's so, but like that's so showing the romance. Yeah, you know why happily ever afters are good, so that you don't see the reality after, like the aftermath. <laughs> Yeah, they should have just left it at that because you know they're gonna she's gonna ruin again. Like there's gonna be lots of drama and well, like, I have use. I have friends in common with, uh, Colleen Hoover. Like I have two friends in common with her. Wow, <laughs> that's funny. I'm I'm famous in a yeah. way. <laughs> oh God, uh, why do all of these look like sequels to It Ends with Us though? yeah like ugly no, love look reminders at of covers. him yeah the titles that's why i told you i would never pick up um, no verity verity i feel like this is the best cover for me like it suits like i was just like what the fuck is this you know i don't know i, I couldn't understand it it's just so weird and yeah oh yeah, by the way speaking look- of bad names so the son of the main guy in this book, his his son's name is Crew, and his last name is Crawford. So his son's name is literally Crew Crawford. I mean, the girl's name is Verity. Did you expect good names? Well, that wasn't I the main mean, character. She's the villain. She's the villain. Look, Colleen, is it so hard to 
to just use regular names. That's what I find funny about authors, to be honest. Like, they really want to have unique names. So they go with the craziest sounding ones. And then they still put it in a modern fiction setting. I'm like, no. You, you know what? You know the funniest thing? If they really wanted unique names, the only thing they have to do is make the main character a POC, a person of color. That's all you got to do. Then you have a unique name. You? I'm being serious. Listen, listen. Like, literally, this, I, I think it ends with us would have been so much better. If instead of Ryle Kincaid, we had like Takeshi Minamoto or some shit like that, <laughs> like like you know, like oh, you know you know, like, no, like, that wouldn't be good because then you'll have those cancel culture, like oh, the one time the lead is a okay, fine, make her Asian, abuser, make make her Asian, make her like like oh, so Lily... Asians are stupid enough to fall for, <laughs> like make her Lily Nguyen or something. I always find that funny about modern fiction when they do their best to come up with original or unique names. And I'm just like, that's unnecessary because you're not a freaking celebrity where you're trying to name your your freaking Apple child Martin. Tutu or, you know, <laughs> yeah, Apple. like whatever names you. It's just ridiculous. I mean, Apple, North. Chicago, like let's name all the Kanye West children. Salt. Saint, Saint. It's insane. Ryle Kincaid actually sounds like those um, what do you call this? Fifties detective stories, like names. Yeah. Well, now see here, Ryle Kincaid. I have been detective longer than you. You know, like it's, oh, yeah, and it has then that the vibe. reporter, the reporter is like. Hey now, Ace yeah. and Ryle, like, <laughs> yeah, it is just. It can be anything. Yeah, anything I will say from the fifties. Like I don't know. I feel like this is beneath. The most Pauline. normal name here was yeah, Ali- Alyssa. Alyssa, wait, wasn't <laughs> her husband named Marshall? Marshall, though, yeah. Yeah, Marshall's pretty normal. Uh, yeah, but I really hate that name. Wait, wasn't wait. Hold on, let me open up the book again. Uh, da, 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 da. I hate it because of how I met your mother. No, the dad's name is probably the most normal. Andrew. Maybe they were. Maybe she was inspired by how I met your mother. Because I, I wouldn't Marshall, be surprised. Marshall Lily. and Lily. Yeah. Yeah. Oof, that's but not a... it bothers me how she's named Lily Bloom. Oh, oh! Can I? By the way, can I just add like. There's a part in this book where she's like, in the beginning, where she points out like, Ryle is wearing a Burberry shirt, and then Lily says like, I've never even hung out with like someone who can afford to buy a Burberry shirt, and I'm just like, yo, four pages ago, you literally said, it was the funeral of the prodigious Andrew Bloom, adored mayor, and owner of the most successful real estate agency within the city, and I'm like. You're telling me your family didn't have money? Like, in all your flashbacks, I could smell the money. And, like, you got left behind enough money to open your flower shop. Like, you're not broke. Like, I I, I, I was just weirded out by this. Like, does the author not know how much a Burberry shirt is? Like, it's actually, yeah. like, I... like, your dad was probably wearing more expensive clothes as a mayor and a successful business No, and you know what's owner. crazy? Like, like, especially in the U.S., I think Burberry shirts aren't expensive. 
I mean, I mean, it's it's not as cheap as like Uniqlo, I guess. But no, you know, but I mean, if for designer brands, like you know, a full low... like a Burberry shirt is like, huh? It starts at a hundred dollars, like a hundred, hundred fifty dollars. So yeah, you're telling me you don't have a single friend, you, like who could have? I I I mean, I'm not like shaming people, but it just doesn't make sense considering your dad was rich. Like I'm just saying. I want this to be the clip for promotion yeah. where you're just like really that's the most jarring thing that the author has done that she couldn't you she didn't know anyone with a burberry shirt <laughs> i'm just saying i feel like like woman you are it's not like, rich like you are another, not poor you are privileged like another soundbite of like look abuse aside <laughs> uh, no abuse aside like no but let, okay so she was able to afford an MBA. It's called an MBA, Colleen. Please. Please. It's called an MBA. She was able to, her parents were able to afford oh, to pay for an MBA. Plus the thing is, she's this is based in the US. Nobody says a master's degree in business. Yeah. I mean, no, no one in their right mind actually says it either way, like even in Europe. But yeah. still, you could say you could argue that in some countries you would say master's, like you would try to say the full thing. Mm-hmm. because maybe it's not as common but in the u.s everyone's always like i have an mba from exactly Stanford. there's there like, is, there's just no way no way and she can i just add i don't think the author knows how people w- who'd studied business actually behave and act and think like yeah is that fair to say like i'm allowed to say like i it doesn't like when i read the main character she doesn't seem business savvy at all and i understand that there are a lot of people who have attained mbas and they're not business savvy but i literally don't get that vibe at all from her her educational background wasn't really demonstrated at all it wasn't like Like, talking about gardening it's just one of those things where i just want to substantiate that this character is intelligent by this and this and then it's yeah. not really shown you know the worst part is like i i would have respected her even more if she had just said like oh she has a bachelor's degree in communications or media or or, or whatever as long as it re- actually relate like we actually see no, it come up or, in her character like, no the thing is or you could just agriculture make it up no you don't have to mention education doesn't matter yeah. like it was but just I a think weird that's what she was trying to um she needed that additional thing just to show that you know what, even the most educated people or whatever, oh, they can be. In. I know what she, that. I think that's worse. what she's trying to do. Oh, I hate that. Like that's so. Terrible. Oh, by so, the way, because people always assume that those in like you know more unfortunate situations are the ones commonly. Oh, in oh! Anyone who assumes that is a fucking terrible person. So, <laughs> like, I wouldn't pander to those garbage people. Oh. Ugh. but but yeah it's, like it's I, just so lovely to have such an open-minded podcast <laughs> no like if they if people think that only the only people in abusive situations are less fortunate then they so are truly how inclusive you are how you welcome people <laughs> no those people are awful i don't want to 
Oh, please continue abuse. to listen to the five people still listening to this abuse podcast. Abuse happens to like abuse can happen anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So okay, what's your final rating? Mine is four out of ten. Uh, eh, eh, like it's, it's barely it's like is, a below average book. Minus three point five out of five because I'm going by Goodreads ratings. Oh, Goodreads rating. Um, wait, hold on. I, I, I know I rated this on Goodreads. Um, but when I read it, I think I read it. I rated it pretty high. I think I rated it five. Okay, hold on. Let me see my rating. I rated it three stars on Goodreads. I think if I could rate it 2.5, I would. But yeah, I rated it five. Like, I don't have the option to rate 2.5 on Goodreads. Uh, so, yeah, that's four out of 10. Yeah, I'll put a four now because, you know, rereading it last um probably a few months ago, it's just like, it's not as good. But it's just, it's one of those books for sure that um interesting read but you won't read it again like yeah. i love rereading but this was oh you know i hate books. rereading so this was painful yeah you for hate me. rereading yeah you hate rereading so for for me i enjoy rereading but the fact that i won't read it again because as i said this is not my genre like i don't like it's not it's not my vibe it's either okay go really dark all the way where it's crime or just romance like don't yeah. mess with me and like freaking put me in this roller coaster so the reason why i read it and i enjoyed it was because i didn't have any ex- any expectations so i was like shocked that this was in romance and then yeah. um when i came across it, i was like oh this is really interesting i've never read anything like this and that's why and the reason why is because i don't go into the bully romance genre <laughs> so yeah, so definitely 3.5 because um I still think the writing was beautiful. I will defend yeah. that. Um and I'm just hoping that in her other books she's not doing the flashbacks so much because it's really uh I'm reading Verity and it's so actually this is not a spoiler, but the way she does the flashbacks here, it's so much better and it actually adds a lot to it. So um I, I won't explain yeah, it, cause that let me one just say like a thriller it's way better. Right? Like yeah, because yeah, it's, it's a thriller like setting. So a it's lot of the better. thrillers, way that's better. what I'm saying. Like crime novels, like there's it depends on your genre. There are really genres where flashbacks work and a lot of that even in shows, you know, it works with the crime series. But imagine a romance, all these flashbacks, you're like, what the frick? I think the only other romance that I was like, this is really f- like so brilliantly done with flashbacks is the spotless of wait. What? No, the spotless? Not spotless. Um it, spot no, what is it? Eternal Are you talking about a movie? Eternal it? Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Spot yeah. That one. Oh. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. The spotless. flashbacks there. No, I wasn't saying the spot. I was thinking, like, is it the spotless of eternal sunshine <laughs> or the eternal? <laughs> no, oh, I didn't God. know which one went first. Yeah. So that movie did the flashbacks brilliantly, and it was still a romance. Mm-hmm. But for most, for the most part, just don't, just don't do flashbacks if you're not that f- 
familiar with it for romance because it's literally like the um there was that one book ah p.s i love you why <laughs> the turmoil <laughs> it just bothered yeah. me so much because it was her trying to move on from her dead husband and it was just like no don't do this to me the emotions of just just going back and forth so yeah, yeah. i don't want to do that either but for this case i still go with 3.5 colleen did a good job in terms of her um writing was very easy to read just the flashbacks were jarring but at the end of the day it was um it was a good like like good delve into the abusive kind of relationship mindset and of course there were so many there were also so many flaws because let's be real it really is different if you cannot relate to it at all because for us like we're going into it from an from we try to go through it in an objective mindset but at the end of the day we will put our mind into it we're like would this really happen? Like, it's so obvious he was an abuser. So it was good yeah. because it's trying to educate you. on you know, some people just have this dilemma where they and, just don't have any self-respect. Yeah. And some people, they just accidentally killed their brother when they were a kid. And that's yeah, why they and, have to and that's beat why their it's wives. Okay. And that's yeah. why it's okay. I mean, yeah. oh, that was so stupid, though. Like, I, I agree with you with that. So... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Let's end the podcast there. Oh, okay. So the next and... episode will be about a book that I recommended to my sister that she apparently hated. I we haven't talked about it at all. Yeah. It is Atlas Six. Yeah. The uh, Atlas Six. Yeah. What's up with? Is this a theme? Atlas. <laughs> is Atlas oh my god! As don't, don't don't ruin the Atlas Six for me. <laughs> Oh, so, so that's, uh, that's gonna be interesting because that as a sneak peek for everyone, next to it and I, I gave the atlas six a full five stars on goodreads can you see uh, mine ooh, hold on let me scroll down let me let me scroll all the way down uh oh by the way chandler chandler ainsley also gave it a fi- full five stars of course. Uh, you gave it three stars yeah <laughs> So we'll we'll do that next. So tune yeah. in because this time we promise it's not gonna take seven months. <laughs> we'll we'll do it within a year. <laughs> Don't make promises for me. <laughs> oh dare you. Okay. Um but yeah, so uh my name is Gian. My name is Nikki. And we're the booklings. Catch us next time. Bye.